0: Hello everybody, and uh, I was going to do a completely different episode than the one I'm doing right now, but <clears throat> I decided not to do that one. I might do that one later, because honestly, to be honest with you, it's kind of a stupid episode it really makes no difference to, to be honest like I mean there are some things that could be useful to We learned about the episode I was going to do and it could be useful but honestly this this I think episode is more useful and I think it's something that we all can become more aware of within ourselves um not that there's anything wrong with the thing we're talking about it's more about becoming aware of the possibility of this thing clouding our judgments more than we would like. And and there's some other things as well around this that I'm going to be talking about. So basically what I'm going to be talking about is basically what judgments feel like slash act like and what. You know, this kind of thing does. Um, as well as how when you take your ideas a little bit too, you know, too seriously. Or any beliefs or understandings that you hold to be true too seriously. It's easy to find yourself in bias mode. Um, and I want to talk about all of this because a lot of this is very important to really like deconstructing or detaching ourselves from our judgments and our biases towards certain points of view, right? Because when us often talk, when when people often talk about bias, we we it's not really explained to people why biases happen very well. Well, or if it is, it's it's not really explained that well. And so, I want to try and break this down in this episode. Um, I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about a totally different um, thing than I actually decided to talk about today. But I decided that this I think is more important and honestly is not talked about enough in some ways. So basically, the first thing I want to talk about is what judgments, especially strong judgments, feel like, act like, sound like. And why that's important. And uh, so, um, strong judgments have a certain feel within the mind slash body. There's a certain tension that creates, that that is created with judgments or, uh, depending on the judgment, right? A certain amount of anger or emotion that's stronger than your typical emotion that would be there with with a non-judgment. Or a judgment that's not as strong as this particular judgment judgment. The judgment emotion could be anger, but it could also be something like sadness. Um and it's often like it almost feels like it's it's bunched up in a sense. Like it's it's more intense than it would normally be. If it weren't for this strong judgment. Um And, by the way, all these points about strong judgments don't necessarily mean, like, one point doesn't mean, uh, one um, sign of this doesn't necessarily mean that you have a strong judgment. I think you have to kind of judge based on all these signs and, and your own mind and stuff like this. But strong judgments have strong feelings attached to them. Strong emotions. It's why it's important to become aware of your emotions. Um, and especially when it comes to any judgment or bias or idea or belief or idea or understanding that you have about something. Because that often tells you what your judgment is about something. Um, now, it doesn't mean that this judgment is wrong. It doesn't mean that this judgment is incorrect. It just means it's a, it's a judgment. It just means that this judgment could be clouding your ability to really get to the heart of the truth and get to, you know, what's actually true. And it it's clouding your judgment. It's clouding your discernment powers, basically. I don't really like the word judgment in this case because judgment is useless as, as like a, oh, I'm judging this person for being bad or whatever, right? <sighs> um... So, strong judgments have strong emotions. And these are, these are really the, the judgments I'm talking about here. So, you could have strong judgment or strong emotions without having strong judgments. So, this is not by itself an indicator. But if you are having, if you are, you know, judging something in your mind, if you are saying something in your mind and that there are strong emotions around that uh, uh, um, at the same time that that's an indicator that that's a strong judgment something to become a very aware of within yourself so what does a strong judgment sound like in your thoughts and in your mind um and like i said not all of these are going to be present and not all of these are going to be it's, it's not always going to be as overt as this but in in many cases of strong judgments it's going to be as simple as these things. So, um, definitive statements. Um, and I'm not when I'm talking about definitive statements. I'm not even t- talking about like um, you know gravity exists or something like this. But definitive statements often have to do with, more with morals in this case like often often what i've noticed in my opinion is that strong judgments and in most judgments don't really have to do with the facts involved for the most part like there are uh, rare examples to uh, rare uh, exceptions to this but most of the time it's not really about the facts themselves so much is about the the morals beliefs ideas and stories surrounding the uh facts themselves right so for instance like Say you take somebody, let's just say that who who is a a Republican or whatever, right? Their judgments, if they have a strong judgment towards a certain, uh, against a certain party or member or whatever, it often has little to do with the facts. It has more to do with the emotions surrounding that and the morals surrounding this and the um, things like this that have to do with these things. And and there's a kind of philosophy, and it's kind of an interesting philosophy, something that I really think is true, uh, called non-cognitivism. Basically, the idea behind this philosophy, and there's different kinds of this. Uh, there's different levels of this. But there's a certain, uh, there's a subsection of this kind of non-cognitivism that states that morals have nothing to do with moral facts or moral realism or anything like this but have more to do with like emotional states or and what some people call imperatives is, is another uh, part of this basically meaning that morals have have to do with like you know when somebody says that murder is wrong they're saying you shouldn't murder they're saying that murder is, is bad or when they're saying more murder is wrong they're saying that in an emotional way like i don't like murder basically i am you know, opposed to murder, whatever it is, right? And so, in this light, and I think this is actually really accurate because of a couple of reasons, right? Um, and it mostly has to do with the way is the ways in which morals are, are. Um, how do I put this in words? <clears throat> has to do with the ways that morals are. Presented in mo- most cases, it's very presented in a very like emotional kind of way, in my opinion. In, in most cases, now there are there are exceptions to this where you can see it in philosophy, f- philosophy and things like this where it's like done in a very like reason oriented, logic oriented way. But most of the time, what I what I notice is the opposite, where it's it's mo- more about the emotion of the moment than is about the actual. The, the, the actual moral in question Like murder is bad Equals I don't like murder Therefore murder is bad You know And so uh, The judgments uh, The strong judgments Have to do with You know Don't have to Have to do often with morals In this way um, Now there is There is a different kind of moral In my opinion too Where it's not really about Morals as we typically understand them, but have more to do with morals as in like a kind of like, this is why this isn't right. This is why this is wrong. You know, things like this, right? Um, And I've talked about a lot of these things in my own podcast by like principles versus morals, right? Principles have more to do with logic reason, like you can understand a principle you can understand why a principle makes sense versus why it doesn't make sense. Versus a moral where you can kind of understand it, but it's more in an emotional way. Like, oh, murder is bad because this reason, this reason, this reason. Um, and sure, you can you can make logical after statements afterwards. But that doesn't mean that that's what the moral is, is, is really made out of. Um... And that's that's a hard thing to really go into. I might make an episode about this in the future. But basically what I mean is that the the moral the moral problem has more to do with the emotional response to the situation, the emotional response. And the same thing is is often true for judgments as well. In in many cases. Like, for instance, if somebody does something um, like says, you know, basically, like, I'm trying to give you an example, right? Say somebody is doing something. When you say something like, this is really bad, you're really annoying when you do this thing. Basically, what you're telling telling them is that I have an emotional response that says I don't, that, that says this is annoying this is this is you know making me irritated or whatever, and then there is the reason for it, right? Whatever that reason might be, and so in the same way, the same thing could be said for morals. Morals have really nothing to do with, in my opinion, principles. I mean, there there are some exceptions where you can say that principles can create morals, but in most cases, that's what, not what you see. You see a, a different level of emotional responses. Um, and it's not a one to one correlation because one of the problems that I have with philosophy is that often it's like there's like a one to one correlation like you either are somebody who believes that morals are caused by emotion or or caused more by cognitive reasoning and things like this and I don't think it's that simple I think it's often very more, much more complex than just these one these th- these two things even uh, like for instance, like you could have an emotional response to um, that's stronger in one instance than and not as strong in another instance, um, caused by morals. And so that that makes the moral more of a principle, in my opinion. And perhaps the problem is too that that morals is such a very general term in the first place. Like, and it's one of the reasons why I use the word principles more than morals, because when I when I tr- talk about principles. Like, in the episode that I'm talking about, where I was like, difference between principles and morals, I'm talking about it in a sense of, like, this is what can be true. This is what, you know, if, is true if you just look at what is happening and things like this. Now, it doesn't mean that this thing is actually true in actual reality. It just means that what, that's what it seems to be true. Uh, that's That's another episode. <laughs> I'm going deep on this one, but... So, let's take a little breathing break while we keep ourselves from becoming a little too um, caught up in what we're talking about in this episode. So Let's take a little breathing break, a little breather. Breathe in deeply. (sighs) While I play this singing, well... Okay, so, I'm a little bit off subject with this one, but I think it's a really interesting um, problem when it comes to this whole morals thing. Because <clears throat> there's often a an emotional um, character to morals, morals and judgments especially as well. Um, but that's, that's another episode, like I said. So... Strong judgments have definitive statements, and when I mean definitive, I don't mean fact-based. Like, oh, this happened today, or this happens today. That's another kind of definitive statement, where it's like factual. What I what I would what I would call fact-based definitive statements, where as judgments they may have fact facts within the statements, but the definitive statements are a little bit different in the way that they're, pr- pr- um, pronounced and so, um, so basically the difference between the two, in, in my opinion, in most cases that I've seen is that fact-based statements are, fact-based definitive statements are something like, oh, gravity Exists right? That would be a, something like a fact-based definitive statement, although that's that's a very general statement, um, and so it's usually more complex. Um, but a definitive statement in this way, in the judgment kind of way, it's like something along the lines of Republicans are good, Democrats are bad. You know, things like this, or and it's not it's not always as overt as this, and uh, things around these these kind of statements and they feel different from like a fact based statement in in many cases they feel very much like they're struggling to keep a hold on this reality that they're trying to create um, whereas a fact-based statement doesn't always feel like this now when I say feel like it doesn't mean that your emotions are going to not be struggling with a fact-based statement. That's a different thing, and that has a different feeling to it. And that, that's, that shows you, in your own example, a strong judgment that you may have towards a certain person or against a certain person or whatever. Um, whereas a fact-based statement doesn't in themselves have that feeling. And I, I haven't really talked about this too much, but there's, there's a certain thing that you can do where you can feel into a certain teaching. I've talked about this a little bit with my closed circle, but what, basically what you try and do is you try and feel into what a teaching is. Um, basically, you feel into the teaching. You feel what the teaching is um, in, in a kind of like, in, in not, not completely like an emotional way. But it's very similar to that in like a it's sensation kind of way, um, <clears throat> and each teaching has a different kind of feel to it. Um, <clears throat> you could call that intuition. I don't. I don't call that intuition for a couple of reasons, but it's another problem. That's another uh, topic for another episode, maybe. But uh, basically, what you do is you listen to a teaching. You listen to whatever it is that you're, you're listening to, and you. See if you can feel anything in that teaching. It could be in an emotional way, but it could also be in another, kind of like a sensational kind of, a sensation kind of way. Um, And a judgment, and it doesn't have to be like a teaching, like a spiritual teaching, but it could be any teaching, but a judgment has another kind of feeling to it. And that feeling often is of, uh, uh, of, of tension that's like sprung up and it's, it's really tightly strong because it's trying to hold on to a certain kind of reality that it prefers um, <clears throat> versus somebody who is more logical, reason based. That feeling is of there's something, there's still some tension being sprung up, but it's in a different way. Like the tension being sprung up is in a different kind of it's a it's in a frame kind of way rather than a reality kind of way and what i mean by this is like reality could be and and a reality way kind of could be something like you know Democrats are socialists or communists or whatever that's a judgment that some people have in that Republicans are trying to get rid of the and trying to deal with the socialists and stuff like this right so that would be a judgment trying to hold on to a reality kind of way While a logic trying to hold on to and keep in mind the framing kind of way could be something like, beware of loaded statements. Now, if you don't know anything about what a loaded question is or a loaded statement, basically, and I could be wrong, but this has been a while since I've really looked at this kind of logical fallacy, but basically what it is is where the statement already has a a pre-assigned or a pre-approved um, by the listener, or by the, uh, not, not the listener, but the, the speaker, a pre-assigned, um, how do I put this in words? Agenda in it kind of instance. Like a loaded statement is something like, you know, oh, those immigrants are, you know, they're all, they're doing all these things. They're not sending their best and things like this. <clears throat> In a sense that's kind of what it is Basically where You're you put, You're putting your own assumptions onto The statement And you're and you're trying to make the listener This isn't really something that's happening consciously, But basically what you're doing is You're trying to make the listener come to the same conclusions By asking certain questions And things like this um, You know like I said I'm not doing very well explaining this But basically that's what you see And you're <clears throat> And the problem is they're not they're not necessarily doing this consciously. It's a very unconscious problem that happens when you have strong preconceived notions of what is true versus what is not true. And <clears throat> these create certain judgment these create certain judgments and certain statements of what you think is true and, and what you think is not true. Um, And they create certain questions, certain loaded statements and loaded questions where you're basically putting in the preconceived notion that you have about something into the question, into the statement, so that others can now come to the same uh, conclusion that that you already came to. Basically, that's the idea, right? And this is what a judgment, in a sense, is kind of doing too i think in some and and, in different ways like it's not necessarily trying to convince others so much as it is trying to reaffirm your own point your your own your own judgment about something so basically like what i mean is like if you have a statement that says this person's annoying for whatever reason you, you hear that, you listen to that in your own mind, and then you go, yeah, really, this person's really annoying. And then you basically start like almost repeating that in your mind as a story. Like, and then you get you, you get caught in that story, you get stuck in that story kind of thing. And so in the same way as a, a a statement can be loaded with these preconceived notions and assumptions about what is true and what you think is true and what you think is right and things like this, in the same way, a judgment is the same way, but it, uh, but while a judgment isn't trying to convince others, or even so, even trying to convince you, it's trying to keep you within the uh, the story that it is judging. Uh, that is that it is in already uh, by by asking these questions and saying these things that it's saying and it's in your mind and out loud and whatever it is. <coughs> And it could be allowed to other people as well, which is trying to get other people to agree and things like this. Um, <clears throat> so we get to the other problem. Uh, we, we're now getting to the other problem that I think causes biases in a lot of ways. Now this is this is caused by this is the cause of the first problem which is the judgment, the strong judgment. Um, and basically, this, this, the, the second problem, or really really what you'd call the original problem, is taking your own points, taking, taking your own uh, understanding, your own reality, your own beliefs, and that doesn't mean that you have created them. Basically, what that means is taking things that you may have heard from others and things like this, To be, you you you're taking you're basically taking them too too seriously, to such an extent that you cannot uh, go beyond those uh, those points. Um, and there's certain characteristics of this where you can see this and act. We get back to that in a minute. So, the first. The first thing is the the judgment, the strong emotion judgment, and it's not always going to be as easy to spot. But most of the time, it's going to be very easy to spot and notice within yourself and others. Um, easier it's going to be easier to spot with with others, especially, um, and <clears throat> that may help you with a, 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 to understand how that works and speech and, and language and thought stuff like that and so that you can then take that understanding and, and apply it to yourself and go, oh, that's how that works. You can do that with a lot of things actually because a, a lot of times it's harder to really look at yourself and go, oh, this is why this is how this works and this is what this does and things like this, <clears throat> um, and which is why it's it's important sometimes to just look at others and go, What are they doing? How is this working? And then go, oh, is this this how it's working for me? Am I also doing these things? Am I a hypocrite? Am I whatever it is? Um, Things like this. But the second one, and this is is what causes in some ways the first one as well, not every single person is is going to fall into the first one, but a lot of people fall into the second one, which is what I call over- Seriousness. Now, like I said, there's nothing wrong with being serious. I myself find myself being serious and things like this. The problem happens when there is an over-importance attached to things and you start taking the, the ideas that you have been taught and brought up with or whatever, your own ideas. Like I said, that doesn't mean that they're... That, that there are ideas that you have literally have made up by, your, on your, um, by yourself. There are ideas that might have been talked to you by your society, might have been talked to you by others or whatever. Basically, you've taken all of these ideas too seriously and too importantly to such an extent to where you have lost sight of the possibility of other perspectives being correct and not even as I lost sight of other perspectives being correct, but you've lost sight of other perspectives. Period. Um, and you have gone so far into your own ideas that it's it's really hard to. And I've been in this place, so this is not coming. This is coming from somebody who's been in all of these situations with strong judgments and taking things too seriously. But there is a certain uh, like problem with this because it there there's a certain like I don't know exactly how to explain it, right, but there's a certain kind of uh, rut in a sense that it can kind of leave you in where because you're you're not aware of other perspectives, it's not even that you're you're against other perspectives. And that can happen with strong judgment, but sometimes even with the, with a seriousness, it's so extreme that you're not even aware of other perspectives. You're not even thinking about other perspectives because you're taking all these things that you have been given to you so importantly. And we and, and I think a lot of us, a lot of us fall into this with spirituality, right? Where we have been. Um, Engaged in the self-help and self-improvement and things like this, and we realize that it works, and we realize it does these things and all this other stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that, but we take that, and then we go, "Oh man, this stuff is really important. It's just really, really important." And we start getting so into that mindset that we don't realize that it might be creating more biases than we we would like. And it starts causing problems, and it starts causing us to have like a circular um, situation where we're not able to escape the bubble that we have created because of our own seriousness, seriousness, uh, and our own por- and 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 the importance that we place too much on these things and not enough on other things. Um, um like the thing that I talked about the other day, I talked, I made that episode about. What did I call it? What did I call it? Hold on. Become aware of the journey called life as well as, if not more than, the destination. Because what most people do, and what I've done this as well, is that we focus extensively and to our detriment in a lot of cases on the destination. And it, it creates... The possibility, extreme possibility even, that we become biased and even judgmental of other points and, and, and things that go against what our destination is. And I see this a lot with political thoughts as well, where they're so focused on the destination that other destinations that they see coming towards them and other thoughts that would lead to those other destinations, they become judgmental of it. They go, no, this is wrong, this is bad, this is, you know, whatever it is. I'm not saying that they are not right about that. Maybe they are right about that. But the problem isn't that they're right about that. The problem is that they are exclusive to one particular judgment, and they're not looking at, and they're not looking to see if they are wrong about that judgment. Um, or if they are, they're discounting evidence that shows that they might be wrong about certain elements of their, their, uh, their destination that they're trying to get, get to or whatever. Or they may think that the, this particular um, idea or whatever, or this particular way of doing things will lead to this particular destination, but then, but then, when somebody shows them that this might not actually lead to that particular destination, but it would lead to another destination, they would look at them and say, "No, you're wrong. You're dumb. This is what. This is why. And this is dumb or whatever." And then you 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 find yourself in a bubble in in a rut, and you can't really get out. <clears throat> you know, I made an episode. I made a video from, uh, and now it's called Mindful Politics. But I made a video on there called Why I Used to Be Radicalized, and. Uh, Basically, this is what I found myself in. This is what I found myself doing. Um, of course, now at the time I didn't realize why this was happening, and I didn't. I, I was just talking about how this happens and what it looked like and things like this. But now I realize why it happened, and I'm going oh. And I'm looking back, and I'm looking at all the things that I thought were true, and all this other stuff. and I'm going oh, that's why this is, why this was happening, and this is why it, that was going badly and things like this so there's nothing wrong with judging there's not, nothing wrong to a certain extent with judgments um, as long as you're aware that they're judgments and as long as you're aware that those judgments may not be absolute correct or absolute incorrect or whatever There's nothing wrong with taking things seriously. There's nothing wrong with having a serious attitude towards towards life. As long as you're aware of the possibility that you, uh, as long as you're not going to that extreme level that I was talking about. Now, what if you are in these levels right now, where you are strongly judging, you are taking things seriously like this? What do you do, right? First step, honestly, is awareness. Becoming aware of these things, becoming aware of what this feels like, what this looks like so that you can start to realize what's really happening. Um, and this is really the first step. Like, even if you think that you failed because you you did this and you found yourself biased and all this other stuff. Honestly, that that failure could be your greatest achievement if you dare to just become aware of what that failure feels like what does it feel like to be biased what does it feel like to be judging and this kind of thing right so that you can become aware of it when it happens again that's the ultimate point of this episode is to try and help you to get to that state where you realize where you are and 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 realize that you might be biased so that you can look into that feel what that feels like no notice what your thoughts are like when you're in that state and Start to, you know, slowly undo that. You know, there's many ways to do that. And I've talked about it, many of them on this podcast. Um, but you start to undo all that. You know, maybe you start by calming down in seconds and things like this. But then when you find yourself doing it again, you realize. You go, oh, this is me doing this again. This is what David was talking about. This is what's happening right now. You know, things like this. And it's not about judging yourself over this. It's not about going, oh, no, I was judging myself again. I was judging others again. I was being biased again. It's about realizing, oh, this is why that happens. This is why bias is happening. This is what this is doing. So why I try and break down as much as possible um, what is, you know, happening so that you can get a, a look, a glimpse at the individual parts. You know, there was a... You know, I've talked about the voices before, but, you know, basically for those who don't know what I'm talking about, you can watch the episode I made called Just Because You Hear Voices Doesn't Mean That You're Crazy. Basically, the voices were telling me that what I do, what what I'm really good at doing is breaking things down to their individual parts so that when people are asking me why, why is he thinking this kind of thing, they can look at the episode and, and look at the individual parts and say, oh, this is why this is. This is what the principles are this is why he thinks this and things like this and <clears throat> i think that's really the way to go on a lot of this stuff because when you don't break down your judgments to these individual parts you don't realize what th- what judgments do when you don't break down your seriousness to its individual parts you don't realize what seriousness does you don't realize why seriousness happens you don't realize why judgments happens you don't realize why thing, any of these things happen, things like this. So, uh, this would be a good episode to do. Um, I hope you like this episode. It is just a bit of a longer episode than I wanted to try and do. I was hoping to make it less than 20 minutes, but that didn't exactly happen. But it was a good episode to do anyway. So, I hope you liked this episode and I'll talk to you in the next one, whenever that will be.